Giant Monsters Podcast, where the hosts truly believe. Let's get ready to... Whoa, 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 whoa Rob, that's, uh, that's copyright. I can't use that. Oh, uh, well, um, let's get ready. I'm Rob. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and today, we're talking about Rumble. Rumble. Uh, the 2021, <laughs> aka the 2022 movie, uh, made by WWE, uh, that is about Giant Monsters uh, wrestling. Uh, very excited to talk about this one uh because it, it true finally i get to talk about my two <laughs> favorite things in one episode it's true uh <laughs> it's 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 like it's a movie made for rob um uh, but uh but so this is a special report so it oh is boy. gonna be unedited but <laughs> we are in the middle of december we are not having an actual episode in december um, and we are just like accosted with nine pieces of news right now. It's which wild. Means if we waited to January, we're going to have like 20 pieces of news. So we're actually going to do a news section, just like we would in a normal episode, then have yes. a bump that'll lead us into our spoiler free talk. And then we will go uh, from there, have another bump into our spoiler talk for yes. Rumble. So uh, I'm going to be very, very quick with a lot of the news. Some of it is really cool and uh, really big news. Uh, and those will take a little time on, but the small ones, I'm just going to go faster than we normally would go through just because, uh, yeah, we want to keep this episode not three Relati- hours long. Relatively <laughs> reasonable hour. Hours. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, numero one, if I can get the news to load. Okay. <clears throat> Number one is the Power Rangers Netflix verse news. Beep, 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 beep. So we knew beep, 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 that beep, beep, beep. Uh, we were going to be getting um, a new like multiverse Power Rangers thing, but we did not know exact details on how Hasbro was going to be handling it. Well, it turns out uh, that, uh, number one, the whole Power Rangers multiverse that they're creating, the new universe, um, is going to be on Netflix exclusively. Um, it is also uh, being produced and r- written and controlled by uh, a person, a man named uh, Jonathan Intwistle. Um, huh. And... Uh, Basically, um, he's been working on this for a few years now, and finally they actually, like the news, broke through deadline uh, (laughs) about what they're doing. Um, But um, so it seems like, yeah, they've partnered with Netflix. Uh, You know, Netflix has released movies onto, uh, you know, into theaters as well as theatrical production. So it's very possible that we may still get some of these in theaters uh, because it's supposed to be TV shows, movies. Uh, and even wow. animations, I think they said, are all wow. three Power Rangers things in production. So 
we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, there's really not that much other news. Uh, like there's a whole deadline article talking about it, but even then the article doesn't really actually give that much stuff. So <laughs> Blu-ray is coming to a convention center near you. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> coming up next, uh, we had the official release of the Jurassic World prologue uh, that was released in IMAX with uh, Fast 9. Um, this has been out for a while, so most people already know it's out, and most people have already watched it. Uh, but the key thing that is actually really important that we learned about um, now is that the prologue is not even in the film. So the all this... All this mess that we had with uh, <laughs> Paleo Twitter getting so mad about the film or the the thing not being 100% accurate and all of that stuff was all for naught because none of it is in the film. Uh, the, the one scene that might still be in the film is the scene that takes place in the present with Rexy attacking the drive-in. Yeah. That scene might still be in the, in the film from what I've heard, but the entire 65 million years ago prologue wow. part, uh, not that the movie. to me, <laughs> I mean, I guess narratively it'd be really hard to throw it in there, but it is very wild to me that they're just like, yeah, we wanted to show that we're actually going to make real dinosaurs. And then everyone said, they're not real. And they said, fine, the, we don't, we're not even going to put it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to uh, another kid's movie that boys we actually just reviewed. The boys uh, back in town. <laughs> Clifford, the big red dog, is getting a sequel uh, from Paramount. Uh, it performed well enough to get a sequel, which is great. Uh, ho- I, I'm actually really curious, because as we talked about when we watched the movie, he was still a puppy, and he was only 12 feet tall, whereas in yeah. the books, he goes to 25 feet tall when he's a full pup, <laughs> full adult. Um, and in the credit sequence, in the drawn credit sequence, yeah. it looked like they were drawing that he was growing up. So maybe in the sequel, he's just going to be... 25 feet tall, which therefore makes him even more <laughs> of a kaiju. Um, but uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, and we will cover that on the cast, just like we did the first movie. Um, fun times. Uh, so uh, another really brief piece of news. Uh, the Godzilla Singular Point soundtrack is officially available both digitally and physically. Um, whereas before you could, you know, you could listen to it, but it was a bootleg <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, uh, now it is officially released. I think it's it's on Apple. It's on everywhere that you can get, you know, songs and stuff like that. Um, and then you can buy the physical release from uh, the company. Let me actually open up the thing. From... Um, all the anime is the name of the the company that uh, is releasing the soundtrack. So, uh, very good soundtrack. You should check it out. Uh, moving, moving on. Um, so Ooh, this is one of the big news points we were we were talking about. Uh, this is so we. I don't know how Rob missed this because I posted it. A you while posted ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I scrolled right past it. There were there were other announcements, but this is the biggest one. So. Uh, uh, um. Rob, you want to you want to say it? You yes. Can say it. <laughs> okay. So okay, we've got. Listen, folks, we've got hot sauces. We've got coffees. What else can Godzilla give us? Well, how about three all new exciting flavors of Godzilla hot cocos: a Jet Jaguar, a Mecha Godzilla, and a Mogera, uh, um, uh, like hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Jet uh, a Jet Jaguar's peppermint, uh, the Mecha Godzilla's like just hot cocoa, like chocolate, and then uh, salted caramel for Mogira. And like, yes. 
man. I mean, I they've got some really fun names too. I mean, the the Jet punch, Jaguar punch, is punch, 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 punch. <laughs> Star Falcon, salted caramel, and then head Ooh. spinning chocolate. <laughs> we, I'm just, I'm telling you, man, we have got we to do in a golden era <laughs> a food review, a a, a a kaiju merch review. Oh, we're going to. It's in the plans. Oh. Uh, Marissa has already said that she will do the hot wing one with you, Rob, because I'm I'm actually chickening out because I'm like I can't yeah. handle it. So what <laughs> what I think we're gonna do is we're gonna do it hot one style. Like and yeah. I'm gonna like either be on the thing with you guys asking you guys questions or like uh having you guys uh having you guys just already have the questions with you so you guys can just do it together. But uh, we're gonna figure out the format of that. But yeah, we're definitely gonna do that sometime <laughs> next year. Uh we just need the uh we need the Patreon coffers to to refill Fair, a little bit. True. Um and then once we get that refilled, then we can uh, we can definitely do that. But oh, yeah, uh, these are all all the, the the hot cocoa and the hot sauce and all that stuff is available at Godzillafoods.com. Um, there's uh, even right now, I think they, they did a limited run uh, Space Godzilla hot sauce that is a blueberry Ooh. ghost pepper. Um, that one's still available on their website. I think it was I'm just for a buy convention. That now. um so that's really really exciting uh and yeah it's cool just to have all this stuff man like i mean once again we're in a golden era of kaiju fandom and godzilla fandom and i need to stress we are not like sponsored at all remotely if you want to we're we're just we'll we'll be happy to be sponsored by you you could easily (laughs) just send us this we'll review it uh it trust me it's a hashtag good deal. Hashtag not a sponsor, but hashtag want to be sponsored. Um, <laughs> hashtag please, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, next is uh, I had it separated into a bunch of little posts because I didn't know it came from one convention, but then we also yeah. missed some stuff in that convention. So like I, I actually found a tweet that like gave like a good breakdown yesterday of like all of the the things that happened at the uh, Superaya pro uh, com- uh, confer- conference, whatever. <laughs> um, so, okay. So we got a multiple announcements. So one uh, Ultraman trigger is getting a movie on March 18th. Uh, looks like uh, Zed is showing up um, and it's the red and blue director is directing the movie. Ooh. Um, then we got our first awesome visual for the SSSS Gridman X Dinozenon movie, yes. because it's a movie, not a show like we originally thought, but it's a big <laughs> crossover movie. Um, and uh, they did specify that the entire staff for both shows is back uh, on the production. So Perfect. Uh, that should go just as smoothly as the other the <laughs> actual series went. Um there was a uh, so Kaiju Decode. We talked about this a long time ago. Um, is actually s- streaming on Superaya's Imagination, I think YouTube page. Yeah. Um, and um, unfortunately, I mean, we'll probably cover it. I don't think it's long enough. I don't think it's a full length film, but um, we'll cover it eventually. But as we found out, it it is actually three D animated. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, so yeah. it's definitely under the curse that we always talk about <sighs> of. Um, you know, um, the, the, like the, the weird frame rate and the yeah. janky models moving around anyway. Um, uh, so after that coming up next, uh, this is really, really fun. I did not know this was official. Um, I, I saw it and then I, <laughs> I, I didn't know it was official. So there is a new Ultraman Geed comic. Yeah. By, uh, the duo, uh, Guru Hiru. Yeah. Um, it's titled Another Gene. 
Uh, the tweet that I found actually brought up that it's very, very interesting because these two are Japanese artists, but they usually only work on exclusively American comics. So, like, this is huh. the first Japanese comic that they're working on. So I think that's really, Neat. really interesting. Uh, the visual for it, did I ever send that in the chat? I don't think I ever did. Um, I don't recall. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look that up as I'm talking real quick. Uh, the visual, <laughs> it has this really cool, like... Um, manga-esque style to it um but um it's 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 like this like i would i would compare it to it's like a manga style but it also kind of looks like american cartoons like um voltron like like that same kind of like animation look to it um so, uh, yeah, that's really exciting. I, I would actually, re- I'm really excited to read that. Of course, I'm a huge fan of Ultraman Geed, um, and it does look like, uh, Belial is, uh, going to be involved in the, <laughs> uh, co- comic as well. Um, which is of course, you know, always a plus for a Belial fan like me. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and then, um. Continuing on through uh, the Subaraya uh, stuff, uh, Shin Ultraman officially got a release date uh, yeah. for May 13th of next year. So uh, <laughs> there was a 18 second teaser trailer for it, which showed him using his uh, specium ray. Yeah. Um, very, very cool looking. Uh, I'm still very hesitant on the movie itself. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll find out, uh, how it's going to go. Uh, I do need to stress the teaser trailer we got is basically just two seconds more of the original teaser trailer we got before. So it's basically, they've shown us the same exact footage of like Ultraman standing next to the power lines three times now, but this time he finally goes and shoots his, uh, specium ray. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Rob, I did also send the picture for another gene, uh, so you Perfect. can look at the the art for that. Ooh, um, I love it. See what I mean by that kind of like Voltron esque like yeah. look to the an- like to the car- yes. to the characters. Um, very very fun. Okay, and then uh, we got official announcement as well for Ultraman season two, the uh, the uh, CG animated um, uh, movie that we you know that we already had or, or animation anime that we already had. That's based on the manga, which is the <laughs> yes. human-sized Ultraman, not the fighting kaiju-sized Ultraman. Um, there is supposedly I've, – I've heard that there is a single battle versus a kaiju-sized, like where he actually like overloads his power and like grows giant for like – like he only has like 10 or 15 seconds to kill the monster or something like that because he's not oh. supposed to grow giant any, or whatever. But that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. I've never read the manga. Someone correct me on it if that's not true. Um, <laughs> but if that one episode exists, then it will be Tokyo Signals that can take that one episode and review that one episode. Hey. That one episode. Um, but uh, this season is going to be introducing a lot of new Ultramen. You've got uh, Taro. You've got Jack. You've got a bunch of other ones that are showing up for the first time. Uh, so this season should be pretty interesting uh, for sure. Uh, and then finally, this one was really cool. This one I completely missed is that there is uh, – we heard about this a long time ago, but we never really got any like full like details on it. That there was mm. – there's an American CG Netflix Ultraman movie huh. in development. 
And basically, it doesn't get as much more details, but they basically just said, we're still working on it. Um, <laughs> so it is still a thing we're going to get. Um, from what I've seen, I think it's supposed to be based on, you know, old, like Ultraman. So it is going to be versus a kaiju. So it'll be a movie that we'll be definitely able to cover yeah. on the cast when it releases, which is very, very cool. Um, okay. Okay. So, I have I have just some hot sauce news update. They only had 100 bottles, and so they're sold out. Oh, they sold out of the blueberry but, one. They do have the ingredients, and me and Marissa can recreate the Godzilla Astro Crystal sauce. Yeah, so. there you go. Okay, this one's very, very quick news. We've gotten two official stills from Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, number one is the uh, Claire with a Therizontosaurus behind her, which is a yes. big old ther- a big old herbivore um, that is very famous because originally because of its giant claws was thought to be a carnivore, but then they found the rest of the skeleton. They were like, oops. (laughs) It's basically a big old, like sloth is what I would call it. Like it's basically a big old old, pokey thumb boys. Yeah. I remember from the drawings where he, well, he's got long, but he's got long, long whole fingers, like all of them, like all of his fingers are long. So it's like, he's like this big old, like feathery sloth dino um anyway amazing uh, but yeah that's what's behind her in that picture and then we got the picture that rob was mimicking a second ago with chris <laughs> pratt uh trying to capture a parasaurolophus um that is running amok uh we did find out some very brief details about that um that uh the movie is it's not picking up right after uh fallen kingdom it's picking up a few years later okay but um they are basically really focusing in on how the dinosaurs are evolving into environments. So as you saw in that picture, like he was in a snowy area. Yeah. Capture that Parasaurolophus. So it's not all, they said that the, this movie is in like so many different environments. It's like in a desert, it's in a, a snowy tundra. It's in, so it's like really going into like, now that the dinosaurs are starting to like kind of become part of the ecosystem How are they interacting with the world as it is now versus how it was, you know, in the Cretaceous. Um, And also some of these, you know, some of these dinosaurs that are loose are dinosaurs that are from um, the, the amusement park. So they're going to be more inclined to be okay with technology versus a new clone might not be as, you know, used to it. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, We should be getting a trailer for that very soon. Uh, The movie (laughs) comes out um, in June next year june or july so uh we're only we're we're six months out from it so we should be getting a teaser trailer or full trailer sometime soon um so the next piece of news is uh, the next two pieces of news are actually very very recent yeah one rob sent yesterday right like it was like yeah. last night i think or it might um, even just no it, it was last morning night, yeah oh yeah yeah it was last night um so uh there is a it's is it a TV show is it or is it's, it a movie? It's a TV show coming out for okay. uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dino, which uh, I yes. know very little about comic books, but I've heard Cameron mention multiple times. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is the executive producer and, and voicing a character and we voicing don't know a character. What character, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got to hear the good old cowboy Curtis voice, which is very nice. Uh, and I love the animation style. It's a very like modern, um, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the new. Oh my gosh, not Suicide Squad. What's the a Teen Teen Titans? The new Teen Titans, and then um, uh, Q 
Kid Cosmic on Netflix have that kind of like yeah. super like you know like early Looney Tune style uh, look. It's very nice. It's cute. Yeah. Um, I, so I would yeah I would equate it to yeah what a Teen Titans go for like the like style of the characters, but the style yeah. of the animation is what's making it very interesting to me because yes. it's got this like really like drawn look like yeah, everything is like sketchy yeah everything's got this like sketchy look so like uh, like uh, even her zone. glasses yeah like when when she like when she like at the very end of the trailer when she like squints her gla- uh, her goggles yeah like they're like the black over the pink is not like a straight uh, line it's well, like yeah. a sketched like line across the pink yeah. to make it the slits i don't know it's very cool it looks very like very it. interesting um also like Absolutely, for sure. Uh, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. That was the revival of Devil Dinosaur because you know it was it used to be Moon Boy and it was all in like <laughs> the past and he was a caveman or whatever. <laughs> and then they made him come to the future and then it teamed up with her, who is a she's an Inhuman who is insanely smart. Um, oh, there she's, you go. She's the smartest person in the MC or in the Marvel comics actually uh, <laughs> because of how her powers work. Um, hmm. But. Um, so yeah, but she's she the, uh, if if it's anything like the recent comics when they actually you know started this, um, I I think that'll be really really fun. Um, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne being a, behind it and being I'm I'm assuming her father I would assume is who he's playing. Yeah. Um, should be pretty fun uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, definitely the, if you go to like it's on Disney's official TV Twitter like where they made the announcement, but I, I know it's on YouTube as well. Um, it's Mo- uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is the full title of it. Um, yeah. So check it out. Uh, but today, today, <laughs> yes. we got huge news. <laughs> Something that uh, no one it, would have ever thought would happen. <laughs> Something that everyone has wanted. Let's just, I think that's yeah. something we should stress. Something that people have wanted f- since like uh, the Power Rangers. Since like, we were kids and shores. we had the toys and we were using <laughs> the said creature with the Power Rangers. <laughs> so to, to not to not beat around the bush, we are getting an official crossover comic from IDW and Boom Studios uh, of Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So we are going to get Godzilla versus the Dragon Zord. You know, we're going to get Godzilla versus the Power Rangers, probably the Megazord. <laughs> um, it's, uh, man, it seems really, really interesting. Uh, so there's an actual story behind it. Um, so oh. number one, um, the comic is being written by Godzilla Cataclysm, one of the other comics that we have not yet covered. Um, his uh, The writer's name is Col- Cullen Bunn, uh, with art by uh, Freddie e., uh, Williams II, uh, oh. who did all the... See, this is, where, this is where it gets me really excited. He did the crossover comic for Batman slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and He-Man slash Thundercats, which both those have fantastic art. So I'm very excited for that. (laughs) This is where Um, my parents died, Raph. (laughs) Cowabummer, dude. (laughs) So the story of the comic is Rita Repulsa uses an ancient artifact to transport herself to a universe without Power Rangers. She finds herself in a world with aliens, kaiju, and Godzilla himself. Oh my gosh. Hoping to annihilate this new foe, Rita hurls her own terrible creatures into battle, but she Whoa. never expects that the rangers have followed her into the alternate reality, pitting oh the dragon dinosaurs themselves head to head with the king of the monsters. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, it's going to be five issues. Um, uh, honestly, That's... there's... Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> so excited. There's two cover arts for it. Uh, one shows Godzilla uh, kind of like looking down at the Rangers themselves, and yeah. then the other one is kind of like a floating heads, uh, the uh, Dragon yeah. Zord and uh, and Godzilla face to face. And it looks like Godzilla is going to be based on the Heisei uh, design. Uh, from what we can tell, he has the ears and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is. Uh, yeah dr- like dream like i i yeah <laughs> we all imagine truly this as we were growing up. <laughs> like in in terms of wrestling it is a uh an out and out dream match uh so wow wow uh i you know i i'm 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 pretty i'm free jazz because this is, <laughs> at the very least it's going to be goofy you know yeah oh it's going to be goofy fun for sure i think <laughs> i think is exactly what it's going to be I, i'm not imagining like a, a very serious like, take, yeah. <laughs> yeah, serious take, but it's gonna be just this wild, like comic, yeah. like dude. I, I can't even imagine. I think what's interesting to me is I I didn't even realize it as I was reading it the first time um, that uh, that Rita was gonna be summoning monsters to fight Godzilla. That's so good, as well as Godzilla fighting the Megazord and the Dragonzord. So it's gonna be like this kind of like three way kind of brawl yeah. kind of a situation. Well, um, I have to assume it's gonna start with like Godzilla trouncing a bunch of like classic tokusatsu monsters yeah the classic power rangers monsters that we all know probably like you know know, the big pink guy and pumpkin rapper yeah all (laughs) these like classic ones that we all know uh that would be so cool man so you'll see that'll probably be like i could totally have that be issue one is just godzilla versus my childhood and then (laughs) then like you know midway through two the power rangers show up and then like they try and fight rita but godzilla has like stomped his way there oh man uh, yeah sorry i know we're keeping this I'm new just, section I'm just short jazzed i'm just oh, jazzed man uh, like the, <laughs> when, <laughs> when that news happened today like we were already contemplating doing the news today just because we were like oh man like we're we're you know we have so it's much stuff already yeah <laughs> and then when this one hit i was like oh we got to do the news now because it's going to end on such a like good like fun like we're all excited moment um but anyway uh yeah so that's that's coming uh next year in 2022 uh what's funny is is we actually had heard about a crossover uh, comics wise that was coming next year but we didn't know what it was going to be they just uh it it was on one of the little uh you uh the official toho godzilla youtube page is doing like this like behind the scenes of like the american uh toho international uh yeah business and in it, he said something about like, oh, next year we have so many cool things. There's a brand new Godzilla comic coming up. There's also a big crossover that we're very excited to announce soon. And I was like, what is the crossover? Is Godzilla versus Transformers? Like, what's it going to be? <laughs> this is better than I imagined. So, I mean, to um, be fair, I can't wait for Godzilla versus Transformers. That would also true. be good. <laughs> true. But like, uh, you also have to consider, like I said, this is two comic book uh, companies working together as well. Yes. Boom and IDW. They've worked yeah. together before, but like, it does take a little bit more money behind the scenes to get that all to fall into place. <laughs> oh, not absolutely. to mention uh, two brands like Godzilla and Poor Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is wild. Anyway, we live we live in a very awesome uh, kaiju world, and uh, with that, uh, you know, we will move into talking about another kaiju film that we have gotten oh. in this uh, kaiju renaissance of the last uh, decade. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you're going to hear a little bitty bump. This is going to be a bump you don't usually hear. And then we will be right back to talk about our spoiler-free opinions on Rumble. We'll be right back. 
after these messages? No, do that one out. Do that one later. Do, do that, that one, one later. later. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it there. And we are back. If you are spoiler free. Oh man, so weird to like come back from a break to do a spoiler free <laughs> section. Yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> uh, spoiler free thoughts on uh, 2022's 2021 uh rumble yes. uh, a movie that was supposed to come out next year and then came out they just threw it out this year <laughs> well it was originally supposed to come out last month remember yes. it was supposed to come out the same month as clifford yeah um and then it was it going to be <laughs> we had we had such a big plan for kids month and then yeah well it's it's all worked out it all um, it, yeah it's all fine it's fine it's fine uh so <laughs> here are our unedited ooh, ooh. uh spoiler free thoughts Whomst do you want to go first? Um, I'll go first here so, because you're going to sure. do all the plot and stuff at the beginning when we come back Fair. from the break. So, um, okay. So, uh, spoiler free, just like being like very vague, and then I'll go into a little bit more specifics. Even spoiler free. <laughs> um, the movie is it's it's a fun kids movie. It's it's not it's you know it's a very stereotypical story. It's a very stereotypical plot. It's a very stereotypical. Like we, we know where this is going, you know, like it's not like there's any really big surprises in the movie, but it's competently written. It's competently like voice acted for the most part. I have one complaint with the voice actors, but I'll talk about (laughs) her, uh, after the break. Um, but, uh, I do, I, I really enjoyed, uh, the, you know, kind of idea that, uh, of the world that they set up at the beginning, like when they were doing like the whole world building of like, yeah, this is how Kaiju wrestling began. And like, it was just like, technically it was just them fighting <laughs> in yeah. places. And then eventually like the humans kind of came into like this, like agreement like, yeah. with them to like cheer them on. And it, <laughs> it almost became, um, the, <laughs> for, like for a second, it was like, Oh, it became primal rage. Uh, yes. if you remember yeah. that, you know, Which... where all the humans were, <laughs> cheering on their monsters from their <laughs> uh towns or whatever but uh and then yeah and then now we're here in the future and uh, kaiju wrestling is like the big world sport because i mean honestly could you get any bigger of a sport than kaiju fighting each other in a wrestling ring um yeah. and so um i i really enjoyed it i i enjoyed that side of it um it's not perfect like i said it does fall onto a lot of tropes it definitely has some some just questionable things at times where it kind of repeats itself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly though, I still had a really good time watching it. I, I didn't like need to look down at my phone. I didn't, you know, like feel the need to like pause it and take a break, you know, or anything like that. I still had a great time with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I know there's going to be some specifics that Rob is going to talk about uh, in uh, the spoiler talk. Um, and I totally agree with what he's going to bring up with, uh, some inconsistencies with this being a wrestling movie Uh, versus what it actually is. But eh, there's enough tropes in there to be still be considered a wrestling movie, (laughs) but it is a little weird because this is produced by WWE. So, or worldwide studios, technically, you know, whatever, it's the same thing. Um, so it's a little weird that like, they were like, oh, we're going to make a kaiju wrestling movie. And then they did what they did. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, there's some really good stuff in here. Um, I I have, I'll have plenty of favorite moments to talk about, um, in the, 
in the spoiler talk because there was one one moment in the film and it's going to be something that I don't think Rob's going to be expecting my favorite moment but oh. I really like that they they addressed it in in this inside this universe that they created they addressed something I didn't think they were going to address so okay I'm very uh, curious now but yeah I but I like I said I really enjoyed it it's definitely a good movie for kids I do really kind of wish that this movie you know, got a theatrical release. Like right now would not be the time to do it because it's going up against Spider-Man, which yeah. nothing's going to succeed. <laughs> the only movie that has a chance to succeed against Spider-Man is Matrix next week. Like yes. nothing else is going to compete for, for the this, next three weeks. I mean, this was a throwaway. This was, we have yeah. this finished. It's not going to make its money back. We might as well sell it to, you know, a streaming service or two. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it would be it, nice it though is... if it like somehow got a release later or something. It has been uh, thrown I, to the wolves, or in this case, the wolf spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Well, I mean, supposedly it is getting. It, it, I mean, it is still supposed to get a release. That's why we, uh, Marissa and I joked about the 2022 thing because uh, its release date is listed for 2022 because it's still coming out in theaters in January yes. in <laughs> Australia, I think. Australia and a couple other countries. So, okay. <laughs> eh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, like I said, I had fun with it. Not perfect, but. Honestly, I probably enjoyed it a little bit more than I did Clifford if I'm comparing the two kids movies yeah. that we that we just watched. Um but I mean that's kind of unfair cuz this one is literally Kaiju not <laughs> Clifford. So <laughs> Anyway, uh yeah, I've got lots of spoiler talk stuff, but Rob, you go. <laughs> I I feel like I ended up on the other end of the spectrum. I think I liked Clifford better than this. Um mostly for one key element, uh this movie uh is not a wrestling movie if you are a big wrestling mark and you just wanted to see you know like you were kind of assuming that wwe would produce a movie that felt like a wrestling movie or a wrestling storyline there are moments in here that are very wrestling e but (laughs) it is very much not a wrestling movie uh it is a different sport well Uh, it's yeah because I guess I could yeah. spoil it. Uh, no, we'll talk about it. it. We'll talk about it later because that's okay. that's a that's a big conversation. I think I think we both yeah. have opinions on it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, as as a big wrestling mark, I felt kind of let down with the portrayal of one key element, which is mm-hmm. how the fights play out, and like there are moments within there that like you know you have names you know of moves being shouted out. You have characters that are references to wrestlers that I thought were really ingenious, the way they Mm -hmm. created these monsters that are embodiments of these famous, you know, wrestlers that are, you know, names that I was like, oh, you know. Um, So there are fun things there. Uh, Definitely a kid's movie. There are definitely this kind of like adult jokey moments where you have like, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, people like losing their cool over little small things and like, you know, in the background, just like a guy cleaning, you know, uh, glasses at a bar and then just breaking each glass after he cleans it because he's so <laughs> mad. That's um, great. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, it's fun. It's fine. I think it's a, it's, you know, for a kid's movie, uh, definitely check it out. You know, um, if you're a Kaiju fan, I think the designs are pretty cool. Uh, mm. And especially if you're a wrestling fan and a Kaiju fan, seeing, you know what they did with just i'm just gonna name a a wrestler Uh the british bulldog oh god and taking (laughs) taking him this you know iconic like 80s wrestler turned 
schlubby 90s wrestler because uh it was a bad it was a we did bad things to human bodies back then yeah um and making him a monster a kaiju was like it just was so cute i just loved it yeah there was Um, the the designs that that's uh uh, spoilers for our spoiler talk is definitely we're we're gonna spend most of our time i imagine uh because there's some really fun stuff with the designs for sure oh yeah um uh and it's, I mean, it's, but it's, yeah, I, you know, check it out. I think it's fun. I, uh, I think if you're a big wrestling nerd and you're hoping to see Scooby-Doo meets, you know, the WWE stars, you're going to kind of walk away a little bit disappointed because it doesn't feel like a wrestling show. It doesn't feel like a wrestling storyline, mm-hmm. but there are moments scattered throughout where you're like, Ah, I see. I see someone who was right on the writing staff is a is a big like wrestling nerd, a mark like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I kind of came out a little bit more middling. It felt like it just blew by. I was like, was that a full hour? Was that like forty five minutes? Mean, it's, like it's, that movie, it's an hour and forty four minutes long. It's it's wild how yeah, fast this movie. It's went very by. fast. Great For pacing. Sure. Great like delivery. Great like you know boom boom boom. It just hits its narrative beats. Sometimes a little bit, you know, repetitively, but it hits them <laughs> perfectly. Uh, so for for structure sake and for monster design sake, I mean, yeah, I'd give it like a B, C plus, you yeah. know, in that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we don't like typically do like grade reviews, but uh, spoiler free, we do it every once in a while. <laughs> we do uh, we do yeah. it a lot when we do when we do uh, special reports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, once again, I, I think, I think both of us have pretty much said exactly. I mean, it's still worth checking out. Like, if you're a fan yeah. of uh, kaiju stuff, especially, and also like, if you have a kid that's you know even in any way, shape, or form into it, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a kid, sure. a kid's not gonna know, you know, isn't going to have watched, you know back-to-back episodes of osw review right before watching (laughs) this where you've got like a full year-long storyline of a wrestling show in your head yeah uh they're just gonna see monsters being goofy and fighting yeah Um, and there's plenty of that for sure yeah and Uh, fun messages you know a little tiny things they don't quite really grapple with with like mm -hmm. the you know like the fact that the two main characters are descendants of these great like heroes mm-hmm. and, like it kind of bounces up against that but like it has to do it in like a very jokey soft-handed way without like really yeah i was gonna bring up some of that in the, the yeah because um, like boy mm. the, the little tiny bits we get of that i'm like wow you'd have like a real like good movie here like there's well, something there's really big plot, to say there's a plot line <laughs> that i really think thought they were gonna do because they yes. were being so stereotypical and they yeah. didn't do it i don't know if we're Which, talking about the same thing but there's, ooh, there's maybe there's really like the movie kind of almost sets it up and i was like are we are talking they gonna... about the disappearance and our main antagonist yeah yeah because they that like, seems like a huge set it up michelle and i literally at the end of the movie were like where did that scene go we were like that... definitely there was there has to have been a reveal here 
yeah. they just cut it for time or something. Or we they thought sh- it was okay. too. They thought or they thought it was too like serious for the kids because it's only PG. It's not PG thirteen. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But that's that's a. I'm con- glad that's we're on the same conversation. Boat. Okay, good. I, like I because I was thinking that the entire time I was watching it, I was like, <laughs> what the? I was like, where did oh, that plot line go? Oh? They set it up, but then yeah. they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, it's very Boy, strange. We gotta right. get to spoilers. <laughs> All right, yeah. So let's uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break here, uh, and uh, we're gonna get into spoilers, uh, and we will be uh, right back with our normal bump. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Rumble, 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 and uh, to rumble this rumble, we have to first rumble this plot. Yes, uh, luckily for us, it's very simple. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, uh, long ago, uh, th- th- okay, so we open with a world-building montage where we see that giant monsters have battled throughout the ages. But at a certain point in history, uh, they began to form this symbiotic relationship with humans, where humans would cheer them on and give them gifts and food and whatnot, and the monsters would punch each other a lot, uh, essentially creating a world in which uh, Bloody Roar, or not Bloody Roar, um, oh my gosh, the fighting Primal game. Rage. Primal, Primal Rage, Rage is real yep. and canon. Yes. We then fast forward to almost modern day, uh, where we have Jimbo, the world's most goodest kaiju tr- uh, wrestling coach, and <laughs> Rayburn, uh, the uh, the the Rock, the Hulk Hogan of mm-hmm. this uh, this monster fighting world. Uh, they are the movers and shakers of uh, of the whole thing. They live in this small town called uh, what was it? St- uh, uh, Stoker, uh, Stoker, the small yeah. town of Stoker, which uh, they put on the map because they are just like the best wrestlers and the best wrestling coach that's ever been. And then mysteriously, one day they vanish at sea, never to return again. A few years later, our movie starts. Um, Tentacular is the new champion of Stoker. He is the golden boy. He is trained by uh, uh, Jimbo's best friend and si- assistant coach. Um, yep. and he is this big, tough, amazing hero, this baby face that the whole town loves. And he's kind of a dummy, uh, and he <laughs> loves the way he looks, but man, oh man, is he going to be our champion? Wait, what's that? He immediately sold us out after we helped him win. And he's turned his back on, uh, Winnie, the daughter of Jimbo. Oh my gosh. Who could have seen this coming? Now, uh, since the entire town has poured all of its money into the Stoker Stadium uh, to honor Jimbo, uh, as well as their like their stuff too, like yeah. the the diner and the, the haircut place is tentacular themed. And- oh yeah, so everything's <laughs> tentacular themed, but they've also put like basically the entire town has do- like put all of its money into funding this this like wrestling gym uh and 
uh, with their big hero, Tentacular, gone, no one's going to come see wrestling shows at their venue. So they're going to lose all the money they invested, and thus the town itself is going to close down and, in fact, is going to be sold to be destroyed and turned into a giant parking lot. Yeah, the, uh, the stadium for, is going to become a huge parking lot Yes, that is that literally just ferries people to uh, uh, Slitherside, Slitherside, something like that. Yeah, something like that. the 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 evil where Tentacular goes. It's, <laughs> yes. it's literally just like, yeah, it's just gonna make them kind of like a vassal city. But like, the worst part is, is like, if you know any of these situations in real life, all I could think of when this was happening was like, oh, you guys are not thinking far ahead, are you? Because just because now, because just because you're gonna get money so that your town doesn't go away now from selling that stadium doesn't mean that town is going to stick around once it's just a parking lot there's nothing driving people to your businesses anymore yeah because that's how small towns die everybody <laughs> it i mean yeah it's literally like <laughs> uh so in other words it's a bad scene man so winnie uh it's a win win winnie situation uh <laughs> decides listen i've got to go out <laughs> and i've got to find a new monster wrestler to turn into a champion using my dad's training manual so she goes out and starts combing across the like wasteland of s- slimes pit or something or stink pit yeah. uh something like that <laughs> uh where she eventually comes across uh stevie uh steve uh, who she recognizes as, in fact, being the son, the goofy loser son of Rayburn, the hero of of champions, the 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 great uh, hero that we all deserve and love. So uh, she eventually convinces Stevie uh, Rayburn Jr. to come back with her and start training. Um, and he is very bad at wrestling. He loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't care to actually train for it and would actually rather sleep all day. Yes. But he does love one thing. The one thing his father seemingly hated about him, which seems like a pretty important narrative point that we should probably have nope. talked about at some point in the movie, <laughs> but I guess not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, loves to dance. And so uh, she devises a brand new uh, wrestling style that incorporate, incorporates salsa dancing uh, so that our hero, uh, Steve, can go and like basically win the day, pay back his debts, and save the town. Uh, so after winning their way into the championship, they go up to uh, uh, Tentacular, who's now the big boy up top, and they're like, listen, we don't want you to destroy our town. Uh, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. And Tentacular's manager, who also owns the entire facility or uh, the entire like team, has already bought the facility, and it's like, well, then I'm just going to just too bad. I'm going to destroy it because I'm a bad guy. Uh, but because there's a bunch of cameras on them, uh, when they challenge Tentacular to a fight, <laughs> Tentacular says, "Okay, I agree to this fight. If you can survive three rounds with me, which mm-hmm. I'll get to in a bit." then we won't destroy your famous building. So we have a big training montage. Stevie gets up the courage. He goes into one big final fight with, uh, with tentacular. Uh, it now goes finally well. using his father's name. Yes. Rayburn finally Jr. Rayburn Jr. Yep. Uh, he goes in, uh, the fight goes well, then poorly, uh, and then well again. Uh, and, uh, eventually the day is saved and Stoker can keep 
it's uh it's <laughs> incredibly debt riddled uh uh wrestling <laughs> <Economy>. facility <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so okay so so here's the thing um <laughs> so the base story as rob described is pretty much as stereotypical for any sports movie that you could get yeah um i did like you know i'm not i don't i'm not the biggest wrestling fan but i watched a lot of wrestling when i was younger yeah, I watched a lot of WCW um, and stuff like that. Um, uh, Goldberg was always my favorite back in the day. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Gotta get that spear in. He was an impossible. Oh, Listen, man. he was just like an unstoppable machine. Like that was he what was. made him so cool. <laughs> Literally, it's the streak. And it's like he was just built like an action figure. Yeah, because you had Steiner who was like super roidy. Like he was just mm-hmm. like blown out. But then like. Goldberg would walk in and he looked human, but like peak human. <laughs> and then like some guy would run up and try and do a big hit on him. And Goldberg would just be like, not today. And then like <laughs> scream and shoulder tackle a guy so hard. His like brain would fly out of his eyeballs. It was so good. Sorry. He was fantastic. He was, he was great. As soon anyway. as you start talking about Goldberg. Uh, sorry. No, Goldberg was great. But anyway, um, but like, uh, what this reminded me of a lot, like the actual story of like the father, a uh, famous wrestler with the son who kind of comes into wrestling as well. Yes. It's very much honestly like the rocks story. Yeah. Uh, literally like that's literally his entire family, like three generations past are, are, are big well, I mean, name wrestlers. Eddie Guerrero. I mean, there's yeah. so many wrestling families and like that to me is the thing that kind of missed the mark is because mm. narratively you have this perfect setup for such a wrestling storyline. And then once you get into the movie, it felt to me, and I guess I'll save that. We'll, until we'll, my we'll, least get, favorite we'll get to it. Yeah I, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up uh, before we go. So we're not going to go fully through characters, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to mention oh, character okay. related before we go into more details of some yeah. specifics. Um, so, uh, this isn't my least favorite moment, but it is it is something that I actually had a problem with as I was watching the film. I the girl voicing Winnie, I never really connected with her character the way that she was voicing it because like you could like sh- there were moments where you could feel that she was supposed to be that kind of like um that happy go lucky trying to like, you know, push everything through. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But then other times, like when she would get more dramatic, like I just didn't feel the, eh, the stuff. (laughs) Well, it's because this movie, I'm not trying to really criticize her too much, but I don't think she's, she's a voice actress. That's worked in a a lot of other things. So I'll say this. I genuinely believe that I think that this movie stumbled so much on places like, you know, for character development and like that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, because it was trying so hard to be very palatable to all, all kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So like it, it couldn't lean too far into any complex narrative thing. It wanted to be Thomas the tank engine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's giant monsters punching each other. So it's just like, it just had to like always shy away from ever having her, really be down in the dumps yeah. or really talk about the loss of her father or really talk about something that she cares about outside of this very like chipper, like, all right, go team. Yeah. Huh. I'm yeah. just a zoomer girl, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, it just I just never really connected with her character. And I, I wasn't trying to like really like once again, I'm not trying to call out the voice actors, but I'm no. just trying to call out like the writing for her character was a little rough, I think. Yeah. Um I do want to bring up some funny stuff in the sense of that uh a lot of these characters there's a lot of actors that are in this uh, this movie that are from BoJack Horseman. I don't what? know if you Oh, noticed. yeah. You're right. That <laughs> <laughs> like a surprising amount. Like <laughs> Marissa was looking at the, at the credits when we were watching it and she was just like, oh, that person's from BoJack. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're right. Anyway, um, so, okay, so so her character is kind of, eh, I, you know, we'll, I feel like, you know, we, we can talk more about it as we go along, but uh, I did want to mention some of the other, like, big actual voice actors that are not voicing the monsters that are in this movie, um, you know, so you, first of all, you have uh, Stephen A. Smith, who's an actual sportscaster, uh, is the voice of Mark uh, Remy, the, 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 the sportscaster guy. Yeah. yeah. Or, no, the... Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. the he's the, the one that's guy. like that's not wrestling, you know. Yeah. Like the, he's that guy. Um, let's see. Uh, Tony Shalhoub was Fred, uh, who's yes. the uh, <laughs> uh, the owner of the diner. Um, you have uh, uh, Tony Danza was playing Siggy. I can't remember who Siggy is, but Me either. Anyway. Uh, but there's no, a lot the, of the, people that like got thrown in to do like very very small bit parts. Yeah, and it, to me is wild that like there's like two there are two wrestlers in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like a knockout to just get your your B card wrestlers and have them be random and have characters. Them just voice, yeah. especially when you have monsters that are literally wrestlers. You know, are you famous about, wrestlers. Uh, uh, Joe Anoy and uh, Anoy, I guess actually, and Rebecca Quinn are the two you're talking about. I'm guessing. Uh, no. Well, wait. I don't know their their monster names, but no, it's Roman Reigns. No, that's their that's their huge that's their actual people names. That's oh no, I'm talking Axe about Hammer and Ramarilla are the two. Oh no, I'm talking. About, well, I mean, maybe them too, but I'm talking about Roman Reigns and uh, uh, Becky Lynch are uh, oh, okay. two real so wrestlers. Were, so there were then, because okay. Joe, because uh, Joe Inoy, who plays Ramarilla, is an actual wrestler. Like oh. literally, his picture <laughs> is him holding up a, a wrestling belt. Oh, and Rebecca yes. Quinn is the same That's thing. Roman like, her Reigns. Entire, Oh, okay. Joe Inouye is Roman Reigns' real name, and the okay. other and name Rebecca he said Quinn is Becky Lynch's real name. It's okay. her real name. Okay. Oh, my God. That I'm makes so sense. sorry. I only know them from their wrestling characters. I'm a monster. I was, like, I was like, no, those two are wrestlers. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, um, did you – okay, took your tidbit looking through the cast. Did you know? Who who voiced uh, – if you were if you were to guess, who voiced Rayburn Sr.? Do you know? Off the top of your head, or did you look oh, at it earlier? I accidentally saw it. I was Google searching who did it because it's I was so like, random. It's, it's so, so like I was like that name, that voice sounds kind of familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. And then I it, like it came back to me when I was reading this little article. Charles <laughs> friggin' Barkley. Why what are you doing here, bud? <laughs> that's the thing that's makes this so wild is that there are so many like names. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of just like random Sonic names the that Hedgehog are just like. Is in this. Yeah, he plays uh, the the, uh, the 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 uh, manager. The yeah, he's the dude always on the phone. Um, and Joe DiMaggio is in here twice. He plays the <laughs> the guy that bet on the fight, uh, and then he also plays the guy who keeps getting the tattoos, which yes. was by far oh. the best running joke in the entire movie. <laughs> 
Um, oh, good stuff. Anyway, um, okay, so you know, they, there's there's some Cuban cast stuff, and there's some fundamental things that we need to talk about with like how things are handled. But I actually think that we have one of those that is definitely a least favorite moment because I agree with you about the rounds thing. So I think we should share that as a shared least favorite moment sure. later. Yeah. And then the the We've structural got two thing, shared though. favorite or two shared least favorite moments. TV. Yeah, that, I think we should just keep those both right next to each other. I think. Okay. Uh, and, and once again, it's not that we hated this movie; it's just two things that were like bothered both of us. I think. Um, yeah. So okay, so let's just move straight to the monsters. I think. I think sure. we should just go straight into uh, the monsters that we got here. So. Um, as we joked about uh, before we started recording, the best place to find the monster designs is actually in the uh, the dancing sequence There's, at the end okay. of the film. This is a trend I'm starting to notice with a lot of kids, like CGI kids movies that are like of that Minions variety where it's like heavily CGI and there's like a lot of little tiny goofy looking characters. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of these from the, uh, the, the little Minions to... Uh, Hotel Transylvania does it. Hotel Transylvania, where the they end the movie with a a a song they buy, and then they have a dance number with all the little CG characters just doing it like a dance loop and goofing around. Which isn't we're not trying to like say like (laughs) equate that to the quality of the movie. It's not a bad thing. It's it's. I'm just like I'm so curious about like the decision. Why I guess it's maybe a kids thing. Like it's just like fun dancing like yay, yeah you they know. get excited at the end you know they're dancing around as they're leaving yeah. the theater or whatever like yeah <laughs> you know uh, i mean even honestly you know what's another movie that did it as well i mean it's not because they bought the license but the song was written for the movie but still uh is zootopia does it as well yeah randomly at the end where they're just like at zootopia, the concert yes and you're just like, what? What? How, What's okay, going on here? I guess. <laughs> I'm into it because I'm into all these characters because they're all so damn sexy. But also. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to get this out of the way real quick with monster design. So yes. there are a lot of random monsters that we see at the beginning in the opening sequence. We are not going to cover those because they're just there <laughs> for a, Like, there's a couple. Like, there's definitely one that's like, it's a three-headed dragon. It's supposed to be like a Ghidorah reference. There's a Fun. couple of, like, referential ones in the opening, I think. But, like, th- these th- we're talking about the ones that had an actual plot relevance yeah. here. I'm like, pretty what? sure there's a Guirin at one point. Yeah, there's, there's definitely... <laughs> There is definitely some like some fun little little teases uh, or little 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 fan things at the beginning for sure. Yeah, uh, if you paused and went through it, you know you could. But we're not going to do that because <laughs> it's too much. Um, so um, let's start off with. Um, I guess let's start off in the past. So let's start with uh, Rayburn, Rayburn Senior. Yeah, uh, Rayburn Senior is uh, this buff, scaly, minotaur-looking dude. Really handsome, like, strong jawline, big Diablo two horns um, uh, with, like, red scales towards his back with, like, some green coloring and, like, a, you know, tan chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a, a little whippy tail. Yes. Um, lizard tail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, as we said, he's voiced by Charles Barkley randomly. Uh, don't have an explanation for that. Um, but, Come uh, on, you know. Slam, son. Welcome to the jam. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so uh, next up would actually be well, you know what? I'll save our two the hero and the villain monster for the very very end. Sure. So uh, our the first monster we see fight um, is the amazing uh, bulldog reference uh, yeah, to a British wrestler. Bulldog. So his name is King Gorge in the movie. Yes. Um, and you said he's a rec- reference to who? Uh, the British Bulldog, who was a uh, wrestling heel, who was a, a foppish British gentleman. Uh, and I think it was like him and his brother were wrestlers and mm. they had a, a big pet bulldog. Uh. Uh, and like his <laughs> gimmick is that if he locked you in, you couldn't break out, you know, he would, like really good headlocks kind of thing. Yeah. Um, did he did he lick his lips before he attacked? No, that's a that's a weird little addition, I guess. I don't it's, know. I thought that was fun. Um, I but, mean, it uh, was the easiest way to be like he has a tell, which again yeah. is a boxing thing, not really like a wrestling. Yeah, thing. we'll but talk whatever. about later. It's fine. Um, but so, he is a big old bulldog looking monster. He's got big old minotaur, actual like cow yeah. horns coming out of the top of his head. He wears a little crown on his head. Love um, to see it. He's He's got little bumps, like little uh, spiky bumps on his shoulder blades. Um, his coloration is like a, a brownish color with spots. Uh, he's got a big old whippy tail. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's hilarious because you see him again later. Uh, they're trying to set up a fight with him and Rayburn Jr. And he's like, it's the manager being like, come on, Gorge, you can do this one. It'll be great. You'll have fun. And he's like wearing a cone of shame and everything. And yeah. He's like all sad and... <laughs> <laughs> He he got he got he was very upset after he lost to Tentacular at the yeah. beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, moving through the the dance here, <laughs> trying to get to the next. There's Raven again. Uh, okay, here's a let's. Well, this is a weird one to jump to, but uh, there's also the announcer um, monster that we get. Um, he is one of those anglerfish. Yes. Uh, so he's got the he's got the little light uh, thing hanging from his head, which is funny because he like gets mesmerized Distracted by, by it. Uh, it's a pretty pretty cute little <laughs> running joke. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, and he's yeah he's he's the he's the announcer that is like be- he believes in uh, uh, in what uh, what Rayburn Junior is doing. He likes it. He likes yeah. the dancing. Um. So uh, then, uh, let's move into the uh, the illegal uh, wrestling ring. Uh, so we've got uh, the uh, oh, what's her name? Is that Axe Hammer? The one that's the with the with the the horn, uh, the like names, the horned one. The names yeah. mostly escape me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no the yellow the yellow and green one with the with the big horn on its nose. Yes, the the girl. Yeah, yeah. That does the 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 uh, the, the lift? Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's she's a little she's a lizard kaiju or monster. Uh, she's got. Uh, uh, speaking of which, they do actually say the word kaiju in the movie in the movie as well. They call them kaiju as well as monsters. So pretty cool um they also go to japan at one point which we'll talk about in just a second yeah um, but, a uh, bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's like this like lizard uh, monster with like red spikes going down her back on her tail she's got a big old like club with uh, spikes on it um and uh we see her fighting at the very big like the very first moment we enter the the illegal fighting ring yes um we see her see her fighting and then we also see her again later where she does she is brought in to train rayburn jr to be able to 
a reference to make a reference to to Dirty Dancing. Yes, but then for whomst? For whomst? I don't is know that who joke? the reference is for, dude. That's uh, <laughs> that's a question for kids' movies in the ages. These la- lately, kids' movies have been making references to weird stuff that I'm just like, what? <laughs> that no kid is going to understand what that's for. I mean, is it for I mean, millennial parents that might get the reference because it's a reference to a thing they've seen references to? Yeah, maybe. I guess. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Three times removed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's her. Uh, the next one that we have, uh, Rob, I want you to talk about, um, and that is going to be uh, our Ramarilla, um, who is actually one of the wrestlers, the other wrestler uh, that is voicing a character in this movie. Ramarilla. Uh oh yes okay so okay Ramarilla is essentially a a goat and a gorilla mixed together <laughs> he's got these a big ramish looking head with those big old goat horns um and then he's got like a big old chunky beefy like chest and big heavy duty forearms and then little tiny like goat legs underneath that are his like that's his shape he is literally a ram and a gorilla fused together uh and watching him run around feels exactly like watching um from pacific rim leatherback leatherback uh yeah it's, it's, it's leatherback exactly but same. with horns yeah <laughs> especially because literally in the fight sequence they're like at a dock side yeah. thing jumping mm-hmm. from like storage crate to storage crate and like you know literally just <laughs> running around slamming into each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so so the next ones will be really quickly. We'll just go through them really fast. Um sure. so here's some of the other monsters that we see. So there's these two um monsters that look exactly the same but they're just different colors. Oh, so they're the they're furry like furry guys with four mm, eyes. Yeah, they're like furry Slender. monkeys with like four eyes. Uh one's black and one is uh like a yellowish color. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the two dog looking ones. <laughs> yes. Uh that are basically dachshunds with like yeah. an extra arms up at the top. Yeah. Um and they fight as a pair. They're they're yeah. a tag team. Um for sure. And then you also have our big uh blue pig boy um that is yeah. uh that is uh also the the mo- the monster we saw ran- um Rayburn fighting uh, for the first yeah. time. Rayburn's uh, friend, Ray- who's a big mm-hmm. warthog guy, big old mm-hmm. blue, uh, like uh, Timon and Pumbaa head, uh, yes. and then big furry body uh, and little tiny, like you know, uh, whippy tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just you know, he's a he's a boar. He's a he's wild a hog. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but spray painted blue, like he. Uh, uh, I guess it's Gloop. Who's the girl who ate the blueberry and turned into a blueberry from uh, uh, Violet Beauregard? Violet, thank you. Yeah, that makes I should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, then you've got the two the the two wrestlers that we see Rayburn go up against uh, when he's first getting started. Uh, yeah. which we have the Quetzalcoatl one, which I thought was very fun because he's a Mexican yeah. wrestler. He's got he's the a, lucha mask on and everything. He's uh, a Rey Mysterio reference, or really just like most of the dragon themed uh, luchadors. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's very fast, jumps all around, and he's literally like a um, I mean, he's a, a Chinese dragon, but with like very brilliant blue colors, a bunch of feathers draped over his back, and then like 
the coloration of his scales on his head make a luchador mask. So he's got that silver and red of mm-hmm. a luchador mask on, which is very fun. Yeah, like like I said, he's definitely supposed to be like a Quetzalcoatl, like, you know, dragon yeah. reference thing. Um, definitely looks like a Mayan, uh, like, you know, you'd see it in like a Mayan temple uh, kind of a look. <laughs> uh, then you have the sumo wrestler uh, that we see him fight um, uh, in Japan when he goes to Japan for a brief second. Um, yeah. It's a giant, big, fat lizard guy. <laughs> Is uh, a, a sumo wrestler like lizard. Yes, uh, I, 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 I loved it. Uh, it good was design, great. good stuff. Definitely a reference to um, I forgot his name, but there was a sumo wrestler like in the eighties and nineties who was a uh, uh, Yokozuna, Yokozuma. Mm. Is that right? Something like that. Oh, man, <laughs> it's gonna kill me. Yoko. Um, so then we've got the two leaders of the uh, yep. underground fighting ring. Is it Yokozuma? Yeah, Yokozuma. He even wears uh, red and black are his oh, colors. There you go. Which, which is what the lizard's colors were. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the 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 runner of the uh, fighting ring, which is like this big like bird kaiju. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the scary bird. Toucan. <laughs> it literally is a scary toucan, like a big like round toucan, like the kind of thing that you'd see like in a like a banjo and kazooie boss almost yes oh absolutely yeah uh it's got painted nails each of its nails is painted different color and it's always sharpening it's like fingernails which are also all painted individual like you know like rainbows and happy faces and all this kind of <laughs> stuff uh she has these little tiny wings on her back and a big old colorful toucan nose and a purple like grape looking body yeah uh and she's like the most intimidating thing in the uh <laughs> despite all of those cute affectations is oh yeah but she's giant. Is the most intimidating monster in the whole league <laughs> yeah i mean she's giant then like she's like the biggest one that we see uh, maybe outside of the sumo wrestler yeah um and uh but yeah like uh <laughs> i thought it was her little wings actually being able to lift her was really funny to me uh, i thought that was pretty fun um, yeah then you've got the little fuzzball um her like right hand man woman i don't know um yeah. <laughs> that's like a little little bitty like little literally just a karibo from Yu-Gi-Oh is what i would describe yeah. it as um it, it's it has a mouth though but it's it's very much just a puff ball with arms and legs um and uh yeah like i said it has a mouth and uh stuff like that but um yeah um and then uh so then we have our uh our titular uh two monsters the hero and the villain yes uh so let's do villain first we have tentacular voiced by terry cruz uh man when i first saw the the commercial for this i was i was so certain that this was the rock and i thought up until the day of watching this that was the rock voicing him uh so Terry Crews isn't a bad choice, though. No, I, I it think worked, he does a it good worked job. well. I just was, yeah. I, I had it in my head, you know? Yeah. Um, so Tentacular is a big, buff shark boy. He's uh, got a bunch of glowy spots all across his back and his arms. Um, and his arms, which look like they're big old muscly, you know, clobber knockers, are actually just uh, three sets of tentacles, or yeah, it's three. Two sets of three tentacles that can yeah. wrap together to make a hand shape. So he's got mm-hmm. one really thick tentacle in the middle, then two smaller tentacles, and they'll wrap around each other to make like 
normal humanoid hands. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really cool design choice. It's really, <laughs> really fun. Oh, One yeah. of the most clever things I've seen, uh, it, it, at the very least in this movie and uh, secondarily, it just in general. I loved it. I yeah, want to. Got... I want to see it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of like, uh, uh, like shark features. Like he has the, you know, he has the literally a, a dorsal fin on his head. Yeah, uh, his tail is kind of like a shark's, uh, shark's tail. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then and then he's got yeah the tentacle aspects, <laughs> um, which are which you really notice with uh, yeah like like you said I I really wasn't like I liked how they did the arms I thought that was such a clever. Yeah, like way to like have his arms like look like hands at first, and then he splits them into tentacles, and you're like, oh, that's why he's called tentacular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's our villain. Uh, there's a plot line that they totally set up that they do nothing with that me and Rob are going to talk about in just a second. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Uh, he's definitely that. He has that uh, as as Rob would uh, would say a very 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 good heel turn. Uh, oh yeah, at the very beginning of this movie for sure. <laughs> I, uh, it, that was the moment it felt like a wrestling movie the most to yeah. me. <laughs> is he gets handed a mic, and the hero who just saved the day, who's about to do a big heel turn, has been handed a mic, and we've already teased that he's not a great dude. But he's like, "Hey, I just want to thank all of you. I'm so glad I got to be here, and more importantly, I'm glad I'm never going to see any of you losers again." Yep. And that's <laughs> such a like I have seen a hundred times, like heroes in the Bret Hart, like Hulk Hogan, all these heroes who have had heel turns where they literally get the mic after doing something good, uh-huh. and just like straight up or just like and now i'm a bad guy and i hate all of you and i want you all to die and it's like such a oh man it's such a good trope Ooh, ooh, i love it huge mark for that like heel turn it's it's so on the nose but it's so good um wow that's interesting uh did you know that this move, movie is titled steve in uh some countries no. <laughs> wow oh. uh, yeah uh. not rayburn jr i feel like no. that would at least have steve. carried a little bit i, I do want a poster that just says steve real big on it I, I'm, I'm gonna send you one i've literally oh my gosh literally <laughs> it's on imdb i was just like wait what <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, um speaking wow. of Steve the Stupendous, um <laughs> <laughs> he's our next character, uh voiced <sighs> by Bojack Horseman himself, Will Arnett. Yeah. Um So he's he's very much uh a Rayburn Jr. Um so he's a reddish uh, orangish color. Uh, yeah. uh he with like a beige underbelly. Um yeah. he's got um he has his dad's horns, but they're not as big. They're they're definitely Very shorter. Tiny, yeah, uh, and they also aren't facing like the exact same direction. Like one of them's kind of facing forward, one of them's facing like straight up. Yeah, um, and then he's had some hormonal issues. Yes, <laughs> he he did actually mention that in the movie. To be fair, yeah. he mentioned that uh, monster pu- puberty was hard. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's very chubby. Uh, he's very like, he's not in shape. Unlike all the other monsters in the movie. Um, I guess with the exception of the sumo well, wrestler, uh, and, and the big bird g- girl, bird yeah. gal. there's, there's, but he, there's but a, he's, he's a wrestler though. Like he, yes. he doesn't have any like upper body strength. that doesn't look like, yeah. um, 
And uh, yeah, he's the hero of this movie. Uh, yeah, like we said, uh, Robson in the plot, like he he's not very good at wrestling, at least at first. <laughs> uh, but he's good at dancing. He likes to dance. Yeah. Um, and so uh, once they incorporate that into the wrestling, he gets better. And then by the end of the tentacular fight, he actually is he pulls off some good wrestling yeah. stuff at the end. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean he's fun. I, I like. I mean Will Arnett does a good job voicing his character. I think. Um, He's a, you know, I mean, he's the trope. He is the tropey, like, you know, yeah. character. But, like, I, I think he's, I think as far as, like, he is concerned, I think he's fun. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, do, I, do you have anything else to say about him? Uh, I, don't, I don't really have much. His, it's weird because he's the hero. So, like, his design is would. very, like, basic. Yeah. Uh, I think I, on purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if you made him too complex, he wouldn't be the hero. You know, he'd be a villain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think he's, his character is, uh, is, you know, fun. They definitely like occasionally dip into like interesting narrative points or jokes that would only land if you're an adult, you know, like yeah. monster puberty or like, yeah, no, uh, don't you like, I thought you understood. I did explain I have daddy issues, right? Like you got that, right? Um, little tiny goofs like that, that, you know, like where we're kind of, you know, we're in this era where like talking about your emotional issues is like, just like, yeah, go ahead and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that's fun. That was cute. I think that, um, speaking of characters, I thought were voicing other characters. I 100% was convinced at first that this this was, was uh, Seth Rogen, hundred percent. Absolutely. I was going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) It looks like him. It looks yeah. like him. <laughs> it looks like him. He, other than doing, <laughs> he yeah. sounds because Will Arnett is purposely deepening his voice. Yeah. And it wasn't until like about like 20 minutes in, I was like, wait, no, that's not Seth. Oh my gosh, wait, is that Will Arnett? And then like Michelle came in, she was like, yeah, that's the guy from Arrested Development. And then he said something else. And as soon as like she said that, I was like, Yep, that's that's Will Arnett. Yeah, once <laughs> once you hear, once you know that it's Will Arnett, you will you will yeah. only hear him as Will Arnett. But when you yes. first look at the number one, the creature design, yeah. your your instinct <laughs> goes to Seth Rogen because it's like, yeah, no, that's just Seth Rogen. It's almost uh, like they wanted Seth Rogen, but like his weed career took off and they couldn't get him. <laughs> they couldn't get him or something. Uh, well, we'll get Absolutely. Will Arnett instead. Do Absolutely. A <laughs> hundred. I like. I, I wish. I wish we were kidding, but a hundred percent. Like I bet that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Um, oh, but anyway, um, okay. So let's move on to favorite, least favorite. Let's sure. say least favorite for second, because we have the shared ones that I think are fun as a conversation yeah. piece. Um, so favorite, my moment, favorite moment happens at the end. So, okay. Do you so want to go, go first? first? Cool. Um, I liked, and this is where I'm going to surprise you. Uh, nor, you know, normally I'd be like, Oh, I like the battle scenes or whatever. Um, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the uh, fake wrestling moment in this movie where it's uh, Rayburn Jr. fighting uh, the pig in the like rundown facility and it's them yes. doing a fake match like because that has yeah. like such a meta commentary because you know that's everybody says wrestling's fake and yada 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 so like I, yeah. I kind of liked that that well, was they're... playing off of that 
that one like, felt the most like a wrestling match where you have them get into a grapple. They're really close to each other. It's like, okay, now do a spinning lariat. Okay, like, okay, throw me into the ropes and I'll do this. Yeah. And they're calling their spots. Yeah. That is a wrestling thing you do. You occasionally catch it like on the handy cams, especially in the older shows. Oh, where yeah. like the camera, you know, the cameraman's running around in circles and yeah. you'll just see Hulk Hogan and be like, all right, now lay down and give up because I'm tired and I don't want to fight you anymore. <laughs> you know, you'll, no, you'll see yeah. stuff like that. 100%. So, yes, I, that's why I, I liked it cuz I liked that it was like playing into that cuz the rest of the the rest of the movie's fights and wrestling is like not fake. Like it's actually them just the monsters fighting each other, which is fine cuz it plays into the kaiju trope of monsters fighting each other and monster yeah. wrestling kind of thing. But like I just really appreciated that moment. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, it was it was definitely one of the funnier moments in the movie where like they were trying to end the match so that Raven would lose, but like yeah. everything just kept like happening to make the nope. pig like get clotheslined <laughs> nope. and then run into run into one of the 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 pylons. What are they called? The p- corners of the ring. What are those called? Yeah, they're just the uh, corner. I'm sure they have a turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. Okay. Yeah, like where he just rammed face first into the turnbuckle and it was hilarious. Like I don't know that that scene <laughs> for some reason was just really funny to me. And there are other good moments, uh, which I don't know what Rob's going to pick, but I did appreciate the final fight for sure. Um, yeah. I thought that was really tropey but fun. Um, so <laughs> I uh, I fully I fully agree uh, because yeah, and I mean for me that was the most wrestling the movie ever got. Uh, and I, I'll, uh, obviously I think, I think our, our grievances do not align. <laughs> uh, but I, I have strong, uh, strong opinions about that, but one I think they do that, align more than you think. <laughs> one moment towards the end of the movie during the big tentacular fight that I loved because it wasn't a trope, uh, or rather it was a subversion of a trope where uh tentacular is a ba- like he's been hit. He's like on the ground and Steve Rayburn jr. Has jumped off the top rope and he's going to do his, you know, big flying, like, you know, like headbutt elbow drop move. Uh, he uh, tentacular looks over and we zoom in on a chair and it's like, oh, a chair shot. Like, oh man, this is like <laughs> this is like the dirty heel move in wrestling. You know, you grab a chair and you bang your opponent. It's like, oh my gosh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's gonna be like the movie's gonna get serious for a second because he's gonna get like real hurt. Like his horn's gonna get chipped off or something. And so uh Tentacular, who uh he's not laying down, he's stuck to one of the turnbuckles because Steve licked his his tentacle suction cups and just stuck into a turnbuckle. <laughs> so Tentacular with his free tentacles shoots them out and wraps them around the chair. And it's like, oh and then he pulls his arms back and you see his arms are you know, the tentacles are you know pulling back in and flying <laughs> towards him. And then like, you know, Ray Burns slow motion. Oh, and then the cuts back to the chair chairs flying through the air. And that cuts back to Ray Burns. This tiny human sized chair just bonk, <laughs> bounces off of his head harmlessly because of course it's a human sized chair. What was I thinking? Well, of course it's not going to be a kaiju like folding chair. Of course it's just a human chair that was in the audience yep. that he grabbed. Yep. <laughs> um that was so good it that was, was so good so funny and it was such like a you know like if you're a wrestling mark you go <gasps> and then you the delivery of it was so like unexpected but of course duh that i broke out i'd like oh I no could, was, that was the moment that like it was so funny um, 
<laughs> I was fully immersed in the movie again. Uh, you know, like, because the final wrestling match is kind of like, it has its moments, but I was kind of like, you know, for the most part, just like, oh, this is fine. That was the moment for me that I was like, they know. The writers, <laughs> the writers took a shot at doing something very clever, and they absolutely nailed it. It was yeah. so goofy. Uh, I wish more of the the movie had have had that level of humor, but that one was just pitch perfect. That was that was the condensed milk. It's it hits harder because it's heavier for for <laughs> me. I I loved it. I just head oh, over man. heels for that. That was a good reference. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that scene. That scene. Made me, I I think I think that's what makes this movie a little hard to track down for like a final thoughtsy thing. Sometimes is because yeah. there are those moments where <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's definitely a roller coaster ride. Because there, yeah, there will be a joke that'll come and hit like perfect. You'll be like, yeah, oh, that was good. Flawless that was good. delivery. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I mean, even yeah, you didn't even continue it to the next part. But yeah, the tree, the chair. Not only does it bounce off of Rayburn, but it also goes and takes out the fucking manager guy up in the stadium up at the top of the stadium the the geeky guy that's on you know the manager that's on his phone the entire time the chair like knocks him off the stay out into the background and then we see him in the credits and he's in a dumpster um which is just hilarious to me but like i said i think it's the it's still definitely the moments of moments of highs of the funny like every once in a while a joke will land where you can see the writers actually like Actually, yeah. we're just like <laughs> that's great, and then look like they wrote it down, uh, or that's a great wrestling reference, or whatever. Like with my scene, um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, moving on to the least favorite moments. Um, so I'll go first, real quick, with least favorite. Sure. Um, I think <sighs> this movie, as short as it feels, does have a couple of moments where it stalls. Um, where it's like it's doing the same thing again that it just yeah. did like not even like 30 minutes ago like literally 5 minutes ago like it'll be like they he just like yeah. like Rayburn Jr or Steve whatever you want to call him will just like have like lines of dialogue with Winnie where they're basically saying the exact same things that they said 2 seconds ago just in a different way <laughs> and it's not like separated far enough that you don't notice it one two it really is just repeating information that you don't need repeated because it's not like it's important information it's just like a line of dialogue that literally rayburn said two seconds ago it almost feels like stock footage like you know what i mean like (laughs) it almost feels like they cut in the exact same shot of rayburn again saying the same line just because they needed to pad out for time a little bit it's like well we we did different takes or we did different like versions of this script and we just had like the characters read through everything. And then we were like, well, let's just like have this. Yeah. It's specifically like any time that like you have the characters try and talk heart mm-hmm. to heart, they just say the same things over and over again because no character has growth or development really outside nope. of one single beat moments where it's like, Oh, I like dancing now, you know? Like, so it's like, you know, like, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, I'm going to be your coach and I'm going to train you. I'm going to be your coach. So I'm going to train you. I'm yeah. your coach. So I'm going to, and it's yep. like, okay, we've done this three times now. And it's not like <laughs> I tried to train you one way. It didn't work. Now I figured out how to train you and we're going to have a montage. It is, I'm going to train you. We're going to have a montage. That didn't work. I'm yes. going to train you this new way. We're going to have a montage. Okay. Now we're at this another, another point in the movie. I'm going to have, tra- I'm going to train you. We're going to have another montage. And it's like, um, <laughs> yep. Yep. 
And and I think that's those are the those are when the movie was at its weakest for me. Anytime it felt like fair, the movie was just repeating itself for repeating itself's sake. And I think that that really that took this movie down quite a few pegs for me. Honestly, it, it made me, like I said, I, I never was like wanting to look at my phone, but that was the closest <laughs> I got to wanting to look at my phone. So, um, what's your what's your actual your specific least favorite? I mean, my least favorite was the thing that we're going to make a shared least favorite moment. So I'll I'll. I'll talk about that when we talk about it, but a, a separate least favorite individual moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and just say that, like, I think that the villain of this movie, uh, and I mean the like corporate villain of the movie that becomes the manager, uh, yes. just being like, you know, a millennial on phone bad yeah uh is such a huge swing and a miss when you literally have like the greatest villain in all of like cinematic history (laughs) who is in charge of the wwe and loves being a villain and they don't do anything with mcmahon they don't do even a lick of any of the like obviously you can't do a mcmahon storyline where he's trying to put his wife in a coma so he can hook up with his like young wrestling secretary daughter or whatever. But, uh, like it just felt like such a, there were, there's multiple times where it felt like missed opportunities with like, you know, like either wrestlers or, you know, like the, the, the disconnection dissociation from WWE to this, this property was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reflects doubly so in the mechanics of how the wrestling is portrayed. And we'll talk about that when we talk about it, but just the fact that like the narrative is a wrestling show, it is supposed to be a wrestling movie and it feels more like a boxing movie. Um, which is a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so Rob's going to go into super detail on this. Uh, but even I, like, once again, I, like I said, I've only watched, you know, I, I watched wrestling when I was younger. Like I haven't watched a, like a, you know, a lot of wrestling now since I've been older or anything like that. <laughs> um, but like, even I knew this wasn't right. I was like, something <laughs> is wrong here. What's like, going on this, with this? What's this that? isn't, <laughs> I, like, I was like, this isn't quite correct. Uh, you know, um, and I was like, okay, you know, what's what's going on here? Like what's, what's wrong? What's, you know, what's right. What's, what's really the issue. And, uh, and, and then Rob brought it up and I was like, Oh shit, he's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you know, like, cause the, cause they're, they're pulling off wrestling moves. They're doing wrestling things. Like, that's fine. Like, that's great. Like, cool. But that's not the problem. The problem is exactly what Rob's about to say right now. <laughs> Like I just said, this feels like a boxing movie, not a wrestling movie. There is a huge dissociation between how a wrestling match happens and how a boxing match happens. Boxing is based off of points and there are rounds and you do big moves. And then you come back and you have like a trainer in the corner who's like giving you pointers and talking about, okay, you should do this. Now do this. It works super well in a story. In a narrative where you have to have two very important characters because having a wrestling manager who's usually just like a guy in a top hat with like, you know, blind dust powder sitting on the sides of the stand who occasionally gets beat up by a wrestler Mm -hmm. um, to actually have someone training the wrestler and being a part of the narrative 
you have to uh, essentially make it a boxing movie. So they change how the rules work in this. So for kaiju wrestling, you have three rounds. You can do crazy wrestling moves when you're in the middle of a round. But as soon as that bell rings, ding, 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 you go back to your corner where your your ref or your uh, your manager talks to you, gives you pointers, ices you down, you know, does boxing stuff. Yes. And even the flow of the movie feels like a boxing movie where you have this character, you know, kind of like learning, like there's all these like tropes that they almost touch on mm-hmm. where it could be a very interesting storyline. There's a ska themed wrestler right now who is the WWE champion, like the world heavyweight champion. Oh, really? He's a ska themed wrestler. <laughs> now, mind you, he's kind of dropped that gimmick a little bit, but when he started, he walked out in checkered shoes. He had the hat, he had the cargo shorts <laughs> and he had, like ska music would play. Uh, Sammy Zayn. And now he's just like, you know, like he's like the evil, like, you know, leftist, the evil socially aware wrestler, Mm. which means he's the coolest wrestler. (laughs) Um, But uh, this movie would have worked better if it was, you know, if, okay, if I had have gone in not expecting a WWE movie and I had have gone in expecting a boxing movie, then the narrative flow feels very much like Rocky. Yes. Absolutely. But with Kaiju and Rocky with Kaiju is a great idea. But it's not wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so So it's I just that it just it just irked me a little bit. And I, I know I'm I'm being a little bit too harsh on it in that context, but it, it just So here's the me. thing. I don't think you're being necessarily too harsh. Um uh, my okay, so my feelings on that uh are actually uh, very similar to yours. But I think that the movie could have like could have pushed past it but they didn't yeah because here's the thing you even said it as you were just describing it kaiju wrestling has different rules okay that's what we you you said literally as you were describing it kaiju wrestling has different rules so if we weren't expecting it to be such a wrestling movie like the way that they sold it and you know technically you know just having the company that's behind it involved you would think that it was just going to be straight up just like let's hire a bunch of wrestlers to voice kaiju and have them just go at it wrestling style like that's that that would have been a movie that could have existed and probably still can and still would work but the fact of the matter is, is what they wanted to do is they wanted to make like kaiju wrestling a very specific sport with very specific rules that takes stuff from wrestling and boxing yes. and that's fine. Like that's the, once again, that inherently yeah. is not the problem. The problem is that the movie doesn't go out of its way to establish the differences and talk yes. like, and like, it doesn't need to talk about them, but like it should have at least really like established it's, like why it's different. Why it's what makes me so particular. What, what irked me the most is that you have the announcer character 50,000 times in a row complaining this isn't wrestling hey that guy's dancing out there yeah that's not wrestling and then she's even like yeah footwork is 80 percent of wrestling and literally no like that's 80 percent of boxing that's a saying about boxing <laughs> it's like they had a whole script where this was boxing and then wwe came in and said we'll throw a little bit of extra money and two of our wrestlers at it right you know give us a cut of the profits and they said Sure. Uh, 
uh, you know, I, not to be conspiratorial about it, but it, it feels it doesn't feel <laughs> like I'm watching a wrestling movie. And I've watched wrestling movies, you know. You say as we're about uh, to get conspiratorial with the next point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In that case, I've said all that I need to say about this because the next point is like bonkers. Like it's wild. <laughs> it, I I was so glad when Kyle like okay to build to hype this up when Kyle alluded to this being a thing that irked him. I immediately felt such a sense of camaraderie and like sanity (laughs) because like Michelle and I watched him. We were like, well, uh, that seems like a huge issue that they just fully ignored. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, like if Kyle doesn't bring it up, whatever, as soon as you even hinted at it, my eyes lit up. I was like, (gasps) (laughs) okay, yeah, (laughs) good, good. Okay. Okay. Rayburn Sr. and Jimbo uh, are 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 Leeds fathers. Go off into the ocean to go to another wrestling event and disappear. They vanish for the rest of time. Smash cut to modern day. We now have a sea-themed antagonist, Tentacular, and we have his his coach, who is Jimbo's old second in command. Who's now moved up to being big, big dog on top, number one guy. And yet, <laughs> they just totally juke around, they ankle break around the idea of Tentacular being the reason that the dads <clears throat> died, or even Tentacular's family, or some, some lineage. Instead, Tentacular just kind of hates Rayburn because it's like, that'll never be my stadium, so I want to destroy that stadium. Yeah. Instead, it's this petty thing, and it's almost like they were so afraid of like actually doing what they wanted to do, which is have Tentacular kill like the dads, yeah, and have the like second in command be someone who plotted it so that they could move up into the world and become like these famous wrestlers, which is, and I need to stress this, the most WWE storyline they could have done. Uh, it, it, it's it's little it's, things like that where it's because they didn't go full hammy they don't there it's not a wrestling movie because it's not goofy it's not a wrestling movie you know yeah well i mean for that for this one specifically the reason why it bothered me so much it wasn't even like oh it's wrestling but like <laughs> it's like literally like the plot that you would give like this movie is so stereotypical with its tropes that the fact that it didn't pull from this one is just mind boggling. That's what, that's what broke me is like, this movie is a trope and it doesn't pull from like the most like famous trope that you could possibly (laughs) pull from is like, Oh, this dude killed my father or my father and you know, his monster to become the, the like, you know, all time wrestler of the world. Like, you have a nautical themed monster. You have the family that dies at sea. Yes. And then you have the partner of the yes. person who died raising the monster from sea to like it's it's absolutely a trope. Whoa. It's absolutely such a such a big trope. And I remember sitting there and I was just like, man, I really thought they were going to do something with this. And then like <laughs> the worst part is is like you can almost feel like they 
were going to like they planned on it and then we're like this is too dark for a kids movie instead of the parents the dad dying and us ever dealing with that we're just going to make it jokey that his dad's dead and she's going to be occasionally like "Ah, sorry dad i guess you're dead yeah like there's literally the moments that i'm thinking of are in the final fight where she's interacting with the old partner and yeah. it's just very like you could feel like the right like they rewrote it like you know what I mean like it's like the dialogue he that they literally have. has the line where he's like he once he gets you know once there's blood in the water once he gets a taste of blood he's gonna go crazy he won't stop until uh, Ray Byrne Jr. is dead yeah. you need to call the fight and it's kind of like oh yeah that's a big deal what are yeah. you, what are you trying to say there that he would kill why would why would you say that <laughs> and it's like no no reason just to up the drama a little bit and it's and like. like ah, <laughs> so to 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 bring it to I know to this is funny to bring it to a boxing movie um <laughs> it's actually really funny that they didn't pull that trope because they, they yeah. were already pulling enough from Rocky like they might as That's well have Rocky pulled from Ford. Creed or Rocky 4 either way like literally either way yes. <laughs> it works like you could have pulled from <laughs> either of those two stories and it would work but instead you Absolutely. did neither of them Absolutely. Now there's just this dead father storyline that goes absolutely nowhere. Like you did, like you could have not had the dead father in this plot at all, and it still would have been the exact <laughs> yeah. same story. Literally the yeah. exact same story. Girl trying to save her town. There's monster wrestling that exists. She goes and finds another monster, trains him, and he does. Yeah. He, he learns in a weird it's way. It's not even. Like, it's not even like. Oh, my dad invented a special move, so we have to use my dad's notebook to yeah. save the day. She doesn't really like nothing about her dad's history or even the main character's shared history. The right. fact that A, they both have dead dads. B, they literally knew each other when they were kids. And played together. Yeah. Played together. And yep. now it's like in the future it's just kind of like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'll do something for money." Like there's no drama. They can't have stakes because that wouldn't be very child friendly. Uh, it's I, wild. It is. It wow. is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it's so bizarre, and that, and I definitely think it makes the movie lesser for sure. If they had done yeah. something with that plot, like I would not have nearly as many little small problems as I do with this movie. Oh but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. Even I, I thought that would at least. I thought the exact same way when I was hinting at it and you got all excited. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I hope we're hinting towards the same thing because it was something that I didn't bring up. Like neither of us said it in like chats to each other or anything. So yeah. it was like, oh, please <laughs> tell me he's thinking the exact same thing because God damn, that bothered me. Um, but anyway, so um, let's move on to animation uh, and uh, I guess cinematography in air quotes. Sure. Um, so I'll say I, I, Okay. I think the monsters are fun. However, coming off of Camp Cretaceous, which also stars a pink girl, the humans felt weird to me. And some I are better than others. Some are better than others. Some felt like cartoony on purpose. Yeah. The main character specifically, I felt was not like I don't know her facial like I said, I'm, animation I'm was, you, was off. The, or... It was the voice acting. It was the the character animation of her. Like something was weird with her. I don't know what it yeah. was. It was something. Um, because, yeah, because then you have other characters like 
uh, the the diner owner, which is he's he's great, he's fantastic, very he's emotive, very cartoony, um, very Popeye. Then you have uh, you know the guy that I, m- I mentioned earlier. I didn't get a chance to really talk about him, but the the tattoo guy who tattooed yes. all of Tentaculus's <laughs> story on his on his ch- on his body, and then he was like, "Oh yeah. no, what am I gonna do?" <laughs> and then he does it for uh, Steve, and then he finds out it's Rayburn Jr. and he's like, "Well." What? <laughs> His entire body is just covered in Steve. Uh, it's very, very good. Um, so yeah, so there's there's definitely like I think that's uh, uneven would be a word I would use, but not not not. It's not as uneven as other movies that we've talked about where the animation is just like all over the place. I feel like it's just literally yeah. There's like two or three characters in this movie that are just like animated in a different way for some reason, and it doesn't yeah. match. Their character designs are off. Their yeah. character design, their models are in a diff- slightly different animation style. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. They don't feel as cartoony, and I think it's because they they were like again they were too afraid to go one way or the other with the main character. They tried to make her very placid, mm-hmm. um, and so because of that, she's not cartoonish and she's not human. Yep. You know, she's just kind of riding that line of not really emoting too far. Not really having too much drama, not really having too much humor, mm-hmm. just kind of like you know, even in the action scene where she's like, "All right, time for us to you know move on and train, and I'm going to make you tough," you know, like the big like climactic training like montage supposed to finish off the movie is also kind of like she's like, "All right, we're going to train you, and I'm going to make you tough," and it's just like very flat, very like mm-hmm. it's like the instructions were. Please don't put too much emotion into this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, uh, you know? Yeah, it's it's a little weird. And, and, and like, so as far as the actual, like, I, I would say that the fights are good. I think the, like, yeah. the fight animation is really, really good. Really kinetic camera moving with the, like, moving with the monsters as they Very fun, do their yeah. stuff. Um, also, uh, I was actually really worried about this, uh, like, a sense of scale. Um, I think they do a good job of keeping that for the most part with the monsters. Um, even when it's just the two monsters in the wrestling ring, like, it does feel like they are still in a giant wrestling ring. It doesn't feel like, you know, you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, it could have just been the two things in the wrestling ring and they they look small. Like, even though they're big, like the movie does avoid that problem. So props to them for that. Um, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess the next part, which is the part that is sound effects and music. Um, A lot of licensed songs. A lot of licensed songs. Yep. <laughs> but they're like, they're all licensed songs that I know. And now it feels, but like that felt out of place because mm-hmm. it was just, it's like Shrek levels of it, you know? Right. Uh, where it was just like two on the nose song wise. And I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe in Clifford when I was like, oh, I know this is a kid's movie and I'm supposed to hear the licensed song and I'm supposed to recognize it. But in this, I recognized the songs, and I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it, it it's too much in the opposite direction. Yeah, I've now think, been rubber banded because, like, yeah. there's like five or six licensed yeah, songs. The you balance, know? right? The balance didn't yeah. didn't hit. Um, you know, <laughs> we we brought up a couple of things earlier with like the dancing at the end. Um, you yeah. know, it's with the uh, the licensed song and it related to other movies. And I, I would equate that almost to, to, to bring it back to animation even a little bit. Like I almost feel that same kind of way about um, maybe not the definitely not the first Hotel Transylvania, but the third one where like 
they relied on a licensed song for the like the main plot of the movie and then they used it as the dance at the end and because of that it like made the rest of the movie seem like really bad even though like the animation is still great and all the other stuff is still fun like but like for some reason that use of a licensed song as like the main plot point and like the main thing made it hard yeah. i feel that same way with this movie where there's just so much licensed stuff that it's just like yes eh, it's you know it's not like sing levels where no. it's like it's uh, like that crucial to the plot but it's like too on the nose for the scene that's happening you know exactly yeah. uh I can't even remember them. I just remember. <laughs> I just know. I just know when I heard it, I was like, oh, I know this. Yeah. Song. You know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, like the monsters don't roar. They talk. So there's not really much in sound design. Um, get yeah. some good stomps. Good. Like, like, like I said, the sense of scale is still kind of kept with the, with the audio. Uh, the, the ice. Do you remember seeing the ice packs for the Kaiju that are on these giant roll, like, you know, mechanical rollers. Yep. <laughs> I, I, the first time I saw one of those, I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah. And that's, I guess, yeah, not sound design, not animation, but actually I will give props to this. Um, this movie did a good enough job at building the world out for me to believe that this is a world where Kaiju and humanity have existed together for a while. Like, yeah. Cause you know, like you have movies like cars where you're just like trying to make sense <laughs> of it because nothing makes sense. And you're like, how is there, yeah. How is there, like, why is there a gas pump that only a human can use on this, like, <laughs> gas pump for cars where cars only have tires? Why is they there a human powers. keyboard? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, like, yeah. So, so like, but for this movie, I felt like, it, like you said, like the giant, uh, like, giant cart with the ice packs. And there's enough stuff like yes. that sprinkled in that you do feel like this is a world where monsters and humans have existed. I mean, even yeah. to the extent of, like, whenever it's in the, in the 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 underground fighting ring where the the the, the lockers that they have are just giant literally human <laughs> human lockers but they're kaiju sized on the walls and if you look if i remember right if you look down at the bottom of those kaiju sized lockers there's the human ones on the wall underneath them so it's like yeah. the human lockers and then the, the kaiju ones right above them so i thought that was really there's enough stuff like that that i just wanted to give a shout out to the movie for um but um all right, so final thoughts. Final, final, final thoughts. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Uh, I went first and spoiler-free, sure. so you go first this time. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I just read a review uh, before we started uh, that said, despite being a WWE product, Rumble uh, is a wrestling picture for children that feels profoundly confused about why how or if anyone enjoys wrestling. <laughs> uh, that's from AV Damn. Club. Uh, uh, Jesse, you got some bite. That's very good. Um, I don't think that I fully agree, but I definitely see where they're coming from. This does not feel like a wrestling movie. It doesn't feel like it was written by people who like, like, you know, really, really like love wrestling and kaiju. It seems like it was written by some, like a group of people who realized that this was a banger idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but then halfway through writing it, we're told, okay, make it like PG, make it as light a PG as possible. Make it almost G except with punches. Yeah. Uh, and then they obliged. And so you have this, this story that comes out the other side that is uh, just a, a whisper 
of of potential um, that just doesn't quite land on the the things that like I really wanted it to land on. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't quite for me hit the potential of the setting. Uh, it doesn't quite hit the potential of being like a kaiju movie, and it doesn't quite hit being a wrestling movie. Those are the negatives. That all being said, uh, I in the first opening act of this movie, when our main character Winnie is going into the the like the uh, the stands for the first time to go watch the wrestling show, I had immediate and palpable memories <laughs> flooding back of my own time going to uh, this event center in Austin called the the Frank Irwin Center, <laughs> where I spent. A tremendous amount of time in my youth. My dad worked there, uh, so I went to a lot of shows because he would get tickets for it. Wrestling shows, Power Ranger live shows, you know, like basketball games. I went to a lot of things there. And the feeling and vibe and energy that they capture in that moment was perfect. They absolutely caught it. So I know that they have the ability to capture the vibe of going to a wrestling show. Mm -hmm. Again, next to that there are these moments where they hit these perfect like one-liner jokes where they deliver, you know, like you've got great delivery from Will Arnett. You've got these like very crazy and fun monster designs. And like, uh, you know, while our main character ultimately is just a guy with horns, I think (laughs) not really like wowing anyone. Uh, it's still, I don't know. There's moments that really captured my attention uh, and I feel like if you've got a youngster that is remotely interested in big things, punching other big things, they're going to have a good time. Yeah. And you as an adult will be able to occasionally glean these moments of really fun, entertaining stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, if you are a wrestling boy, who's a current WWE fan, uh, this doesn't quite hit the note of being a wrestling show. You're not getting like AEW with like, you know, I think you uh, can, I think you could still enjoy it, but I think there needs to oh, be yeah. that stipulation of like, of don't like, expect it in, to be. Yeah. <laughs> go in for a boxing movie, not a wrestling movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if you yeah. go in with that mentality, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, I, I overhyped myself. Because I had like seen the Scooby Doo wrestling crossover not too long ago, well, and so and I concept, kind of assumed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so even though it is a kids movie, I couldn't help but get like really excited for what I thought it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know, like uh, on the the scale of kids movies we've watched, I would rate this a little bit below Clifford for me. But it's still pretty enjoyable. There's still like goofy moments that are fun. There's still really fun monster designs. So check it out. First of all, uh, deep cut with the uh, the Power Rangers live show because uh, I saw that <laughs> I saw that in San Antonio, but uh, I know nice. it, I know it went up to went up to uh, I Austin. Saw, <laughs> I saw Goldar in person. Oh and yeah, that was the wildest. Like because my dad took me backstage, like where they were like walking through. Uh-huh. I couldn't leave the little like area where like you know his stuff was yeah but i remember the crew walking through and the guy dressed up as goldar walking by and like obviously the suit on the show is way nicer and the suit in person uh, on that stage was like 
Well, because it's made way... to be on, it's made to be on a live action stage, so yeah. it's not. You're like... supposed to be able to see it really far away, so it's like really big chest padding, really big shoulder pads, and like no armor, just like a silver mm-hmm. latex underneath, <laughs> and then a really big version of the face. Yep. Um, but yeah, sorry, that like is yeah. burned into my mind. I just one remember of, like, my hypest moments. I just remember <laughs> the big, um, the big inflatable Lord Zed that yeah. they used in the in the middle of it. Yeah, that was so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to go back to sorry. this movie. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's why it's unedited, folks. Anyway, okay, so um, yeah, so as I said at the beginning, I did really enjoy this movie. I, I do see all the flaws. I do acknowledge all the flaws for sure. Um, and it is definitely more of a boxy movie for sure. Um, I, I do think that there, if you're not wanting it to be a straight up wrestling movie, I think that there is still enough little wrestling things like my favorite moment and like the chair moment and stuff like that, that are like sprinkled throughout that you'll get some enjoyment out of it for sure. I just like, like we said, with that stipulation of don't go in this expecting like, straight up wrestling movie. Yeah. Like I just, it's not that. Um, but th- that being said, um, as far as a kid's movie, movie goes, it's really, you know, good for a kid's movie. I think kids would really, really enjoy it, especially if they're into anything, giant monster, Godzilla, whatever they'll, they'll eat it up. Um, only downside is it's probably going to be very hard to find toys for this. So hopefully your kids don't get into it too, too much. Cause that might be <laughs> difficult. Um, oh, no. I've run into that with other shows with my son. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, I, I still really, you know, I still had fun with this movie. Um, I, I do want to give a shout out to the director of this mainly just because it is literally his first directorial debut. Uh, yeah, so, I hadn't heard his name before. Yeah, he directed a, a short uh, film, uh, short animated film called Hello Charles. Uh, but other than that, uh, this is his first directing credit. So, you nice. know, people have done way worse with their first directing yeah. credit. So, <laughs> um, you know, so like I, I kind of want to say like some of that story beat stuff that maybe didn't come out perfectly might have been just an experience like shining through a little bit, maybe. Um, but um you know, uh, like I said, I still enjoyed it. It still has really fun monster designs. Um, the, the 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 matches, the fighting matches, are still really fun to watch. They've got some good action. They've got some good ca- like camera work. They've got some good anim- you know animation across the board. So you could do a lot worse than watching this movie for sure. Um, I think that um, the only reason why I'd put it above Clifford, like I said, is almost just the stereotypical Kyle reason for it's got real giant <laughs> monsters. But um, I mean, I still enjoyed Clifford, and I, I still definitely like enjoyed this. I, I honestly, they're probably about at they're both probably right at the same rating if I was to give yeah. them a star rating. Um, maybe one would have like a point two more than the other or something, but it it wouldn't be a big difference. Um, (laughs) I do hope that this movie does well, not because I necessarily want a sequel, but just because I like, I, I, you know, it it sucks whenever movies stuff. (laughs) Well, it sucks whenever movies like this, like, you know, obviously it was intended for a theatrical release and then things happen. And then they're just like, well, we'll just release it straight to streaming. Like a lot of people don't even know this movie came out. which is another reason yeah. why I'm excited that we're doing a special report for it. So maybe to get yeah. some people to know that it is out. Um, and uh, speaking of I which, would... you can watch this movie on Disney, uh, on Paramount Plus uh, yeah. through the Amazon app uh, is how you really can access it. Um, it's it's free if you have Paramount Plus. And also Paramount Plus yeah. is really cheap to uh, subscribe to. It's only five bucks a month. Um, yeah. And it's also and you like can get a free trial. Every... So. 
like, yeah, I got a week long trial for Clifford and then like I let that lapse and then I signed back up for this and they said, okay, we'll give you two months this time <laughs> for, for the price of one month. There I was you like, go. All right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> So. Uh, I, I hope this does well enough to get a TV show. I would love to see this world mm. continue in a less constrained environment. Uh, oh man, if they gave it a TV show, they could actually really play into the wrestling tropes. Yeah, they could oh really because like, like, because then uh, you're not consigned to like the movie arc. Yes, the movie boxing yeah. arc. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, I still, like I said, I still really enjoy this movie. I, I would recommend it to people with kids for sure. Um, uh, and uh, as for a- adults, like if you're into the kaiju genre, like, yeah, there's still probably enough here for you to get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, even if like you don't walk away from it going, that was amazing. At least you'll walk away going like, yeah, that was kind of fun. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, um, so that is us talking about Rumble. Um, so coming up next we yeah. will have a Christmas special coming out sometime very soon. Uh, yes, we will not tell you what that's going to be because it's a surprise. Uh, I think I've told a handful of people. I don't know if I well, announced yeah, it on the podcast We didn't announce it on yet. the cast. We never said okay. it on the cast. I, I know that for sure. Our um, patrons know. Our patrons know, Boy, but do nobody, they know. Else, nobody else knows. So uh, It's something that if you're a longtime fan of the podcast, you've probably been waiting for this for a while, actually. <laughs> Like legitimately a while. Like go go Ugh. back all the way to when Rob and Cameron first joined the cast. That's like, how long. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, um, in January we will have our fan month that was originally scheduled for this <laughs> month. Um, so we will be reaching out to our patrons, uh, getting their uh, their vote, uh, sending that out on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. Um, and then we will do whatever movie they choose. And then we will, all four of us put up a movie for vote, uh, and we will send that vote out. You guys will choose what movie we cover based on, uh, the, the cast's, uh, suggestions. And then, uh, that'll be the fan month. And then February is Rob's month after that. So, uh, yeah. we got a lot of stuff going on there. Um, not any we're, big we're, movie releases next year that we know of other than like Ultraman and stuff like that, but who knows when we're going to get it. Uh, so yeah. this might be the last special report for a while till Dominion, maybe uh, yeah. in June. Um, which I've already started to I've already started to plan some Jurassic <laughs> Month shenanigans. Ooh, I'm so uh, glad it's coming out in June. Yeah, oh. I have some. I, I've already had some ideas for fun stuff that we <laughs> could do for Jurassic Month leading up to Dominion. So uh, there's there's quite a few Jurassic Park comics that we've never looked at before. I'll say Whoa, it that way. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway. Huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, in special, uh, special reports, we don't do our patron shout out just cause it's too long. We need to end this also. We're running longer than we normally would usually run for a special Fair. report. Um, but, uh, thank you to all of our patrons. I hope you guys are enjoying your shirts. Uh, I know they yeah. have already arrived for most of you. The others are on their way. Uh, Rob is actually showing his to the camera. I literally. Um, yeah, <laughs> they literally, they, they, they shipped a lot faster than I thought they were going to. So they should be arriving to you guys before Christmas, um, which is great. Um, <laughs> if you're on, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, oh, you've you can already see seen what yeah. it is. Yeah, you, you can, can see the kiss the Yeti shirt. Yes. I'm so <laughs> I, guys, I've wanted to do this shirt for so long. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yep. I've got a screenshot saved on my computer of the Kiss the Eddie shirt from the movie. From the movie, yeah. <laughs> where it just says Kiss the Eddie and there's like handprints on the boobs. 
Oh my gosh, I've wanted to do this so bad. I, Eric, uh, if you're listening right now, thank you so much. I love, I love uh, all the reactions that we've gotten of being like, this is an amazing shirt. I'm never going to wear it. <laughs> Rob, you're a pervert. You're a monster. I love it. Anyway, I'm locking um, this in a vault somewhere. <laughs> As I said, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys enjoy uh, your Christmas, your holidays. Uh, we will see you uh, officially, fully back at the beginning of the year. Uh, but there Ooh. is that one, the, the Christmas special that is coming between now and then. But uh, yeah. yeah, talk to you guys after the break. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.